0: But let's quickly turn our attention uh, to rugby because we, we cannot leave that aside. I mean, if you've been watching Super Rugby uh, these days, a couple of issues that we're going to be chatting about. And also feel free, uh, 0605842250, that is the WhatsApp voice note number. Uh, whatever your observations are, whatever it is, franchise that you support and you want to be part of the room dividers, feel free. And we're starting to get to that stage now with the super Rugby uh, drawing to a close uh, to the knockout stages. Uh, the nine times champions, the Crusaders as well, are still top of the New Zealand as well as overall log, uh, you know, so consistency on their side. The Australian as well as South African Conference are still up for grabs. And tonight we're also going to be looking at how South African teams have done in this competition. Uh, we've got, hey, here's here, in studio. This man, I, I was almost here in a boat. That is just how the rain has been coming down—unbelievable downpour.
1: Ashfaq Mohammed, good to see you. Tarab, that's why the team is here. It's called the Stormers. It was <laughs> a storm outside, man. <laughs> yeah, but it just flooded. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, I, I hope that the South African teams can flood the Super Rugby log as well because it's not looking pretty. To it normal. isn't.
0: It yeah. isn't. We're gonna get down, knuckle down, exactly. Yeah, maybe it's just of biblical standing or whatever it might be, that we've got the storm outside here in Cape Town. So he is digital sports editor, Independent Media. We've also got the former Springbok, Junior Springbok Bulls, and Krik was flanked forward. Also, SABC sports analyst, Tando Manana
2: in PE. Good evening, Tando. Rob, I don't know if it's the reunion or what, but uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, everyone. Uh It's been a while on this, uh, the room divider. I don't know whether it's cold when you don't hear the room divider. So I don't know about that rain. But it's good to be back, uh, Rob. Lots of rugby has been happening. And uh, I slept very well on Sunday after beating the Sharks, I have to say.
0: Yeah, it's got to be one of those. Sharks have lacked that consistency. I I don't know. You guys, you know, watch it closer. You watch it with more analysis than some of us who are just watching as fans would do. But just give me your overall opinion about that game, uh, Tanda, now that you've jumped into it. I mean, for the Sharks, we've expected a lot. I think the season started off very, very well for them, but then things have
2: sort of petered away. Rob, I think if I can talk about the Hurricanes versus the Sharks, uh, I'll bring out three things. Yeah. Is First and foremost, I'm not really sure in terms of the principle of play uh, for the Sharks as a team the principles of attack yes you've got deadly attackers in Nisbungosi Mapimpi you know you've got Apelele Farsi those players for me I don't know for how long uh, you know they, they should be in that the strike force up until when up until then the sun comes in and then everything seemingly dies so those are the three three things you know i come about and also their defense for me have been a big worry is a team yes as you've said earlier on uh, that really started off well magnificent if i were mm. to say that you know uh, if one looks also at the draw uh, you know, they, they took against uh, the Crusader side, you know, uh, really, really played out of uh, their skin, uh, away from home. But most importantly, uh, if you look at the shock Tank, it's no longer the feared shock Tank if one looks at, at such Rob. Uh, but also, uh, you know, the coaching uh, style, what is happening? You've got to ask those questions. You know, what is really happening in terms of uh, the coaching structures uh, with the Sharks, that for me has what, been what, their what, biggest What letdown. are you
0: picking up? What are you picking up? I mean, I know, maybe let me bring Ashwaki, I'll, I'll yeah. come back to you on that, because yeah. the observation also centers around how, uh, you know, Robert Dupreer would be able to play his son, Robert Jr., um, and then be almost forced every week now to move a Cohen Bosch to go and play at fullback. I mean, how is that for team selection? Is that part of what uh, maybe Mananda might be alluding
1: to? Yeah, it's totally unacceptable, Rob. And also the, another person suffering uh, with that is Apalele Fassi. Yes. Who's been in tremendous form, a really wonderful young talent who should actually be a bolt over the swimmer squad at the World Cup. But, you know, he's playing 50, 60 minutes, then he gets taken off because the coach's son must play. Why must the coach's son play? Mm. And, and there we have to ask questions, in you know, the management of the Sharks board that they're allowing this to happen every week and the team is suffering. Um, Cohen Bosch's prime of Prospects also suffers because then he has to go back to fullback when he's, we all know he's a wonderful fly off. And he's doing the job in that first hour, but then he gets shifted to, to, to the wrong position. So it's costing the sharks. The coach doesn't want to listen. So then they're going to have to feel it.
0: Manana, just on that point as well, what has been your observation?
2: Fair point that Ashfak is making look rob i think for a guy like kewin bosch i think he's more uh, at a crossroad at this stage you know at this Mm. juncture he plays very good rugby but then you know, Rob, that uh, that change of mindset from fly half to fullback within a splash uh, sort of also changes the player's attitude. You know, this is a player that is an attacking player, uh, and his preferred position has always been fly half. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, when the form was dipping down, he was then shifted and moved to fullback. But his position and also his his place of, of play has always been fast 5'8", and it it's happening now and is showing why, you know, he's been regarded in that manner that, you know, this young young man uh, you know did ever so well from the youth structures of South African rugby taking it to getting his his debut for the Springboks at fly half coming in you know and working himself in and also the move to the Sharks was more about him getting an opportunity to play at fly half it's just Mm -hmm. been unfortunate the change of guard uh, obviously bringing into the Sun Coming, getting first preference Him moving back and shifting to fullback Just to accommodate all the family affair uh, Scenario happening at the Sharks And I mean, I have to concur with my colleague there Ashfaq, That, you know uh, That's why maybe one of the reasons You'll find a guy like Gary Tachman All of a sudden leaving the Sharks You know, for, for, for what reason? What is happening currently? You know, do you get someone who gets preferred Or preferential treatment In how he runs things? I mean, that's not a family business It's not a family team uh, You know, rugby is about getting the right right guys on form performing at the highest competition and the highest competition that they're playing is none other than super rugby and I mean Kerwin Bosch if there was an inter- intervention from a national uh, uh, sort of uh, you know a person and there you'd think of a guy like Russ is saying look uh, I, w- I would love to see Kerwin Bosch because I think mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's part of my plans going forward in terms of the rugby World Cup not your son uh, you know how about then we, we, we sort of give him the opportunity to play and play himself in at Flyer because there's a big big opportunity for a player like Kevin Bosch as the, the World Cup looms at first 5-8. You know, you look at, you've got, yes, uh, you've got your Henry Pollard, but there's a big question marks now, all of a sudden, over Elting Jankis. So, therefore, who's going to be coming in as your second fly-half? Are you going to then go back to Damien Williams, uh, who hasn't played at all at first 5-8 at fly-half for this season? Only Kerwin Bosch being there and also Elting Janke's, meaning that you've got to choose between those three if you're taking three fly-half to the World Cup or Two uh, per se, and then you've got a flyer fullback scenario that goes and, and, and sort of looks after those positions.
0: Yeah,
1: Ashfraq, you wanted to pick up on yeah. a point there? Yeah, uh, just we're talking about the family of I was talking about the family affair. You know, Tarab, a few years ago, there was a guy yeah. called Kevin Latus. Yeah. He was the SA under 20 captain or uh, SA schools captain. He was coming through wonderful young Skramov. He is the son of the sister of Alistair Goodsir. Now, You know, why I'm bringing this up is because it seems like certain things are allowed in certain environments. Now, uh, uh, Kevin Laters was from Port Elizabeth, and we know the the issues at the Kings in the past, there wasn't much hope there. And I suggested to Alistair why didn't you bring Kevin Laters to Cape Town, you know, to the Stormers? And he just didn't want to even entertain it. And I can understand why. Because imagine Alisa could see her to bring his sister's son to the Stormers. Imagine the criticism he would get. Now, Robert Dupriot gets to play three sons in the same team. How is that allowed? Where is SE Rugby in this? But nobody says anything. Well, we're trying to say something here. I know.
0: (laughs) I mean, the conversation should have been exhausted by now. Something should have been able to be done by now before it hits the room dividers, and we make it a big deal. Sure, early stages, like we said with the other players, Robert Jr. was playing well, and he was making right decisions he was playing the right game but the lack of consistency has cost him again ordinarily he would have been losing his position so what i'm saying is that why and how come is that allowed to be played out especially in a world cup year where you are almost taking away that from a player who potentially could be in a world cup squad because they look at it and say no unfortunately he hasn't had too many games under yes. his belt. And if he did play, he was playing out of position. Uh-huh. I mean, there for me, again, I don't want to be a cynic, but there's some form of consistency in trying to pull that carpet under his feet so that maybe he doesn't make that journey to the World no, Cup. Some
2: are more equal than others.
0: 100%. 100%,
2: guys. But, and but also, if you look, Rob, um, yeah. you know the, the, the coaching question here. And and many people, it's just unfortunate that in South Africa, not a lot of people spot these things. A guy like Ricardo Lobcha, who's an assistant, but he's left behind when the team goes overseas. How is that possible? Why is it allowed? You know, then you come back and saying, you know, you've got a guy uh, that, uh, you know, his word, uh, it's the start. Uh, and they end it all You know, he's the alpha and omega at this stage And and those are the problems When you give a coach Rob everything The full might to do as he pleases You know, uh, he leaves behind an assistant coach uh, mm-hmm. This is something that is unheard of uh, You know, uh, leaving your assistant As you go to your Australasian tour I mean, he's supposed to be the second man That is, is on that flight going there Because he's got a responsibility to do As an assistant coach Not to leave him behind and nothing is being said about that.
0: Huh. You know, because of how much I just want to try to get under our belt here before the show comes to an end at half past seven. I want to encourage people oh six oh five eight four double two five zero to send those voice notes through with your observations on what we're talking about and other related issues, and and also bringing to the fore, you know, another team that have been front runners. On on two years back to back, yeah. In the SA conference, you got two years of the of the Lions actually, who have been able to do well consistently. Then there was a change of uh, the head coach and the head coaching departments. There was a loss of a couple of key players as well. Um, they've kind of struggled to dominate like we've seen them in the past. Uh, but then, are they now Ashfaq peaking at the right time? Are we able to sit back now and say? okay, the way you started is not the way you're ending, but the way you're ending is looking better.
1: It looks like it, but there's a huge danger uh, in that, Rob. Isn't yeah. it? They beat a Stormers team that was injury depleted, that right. was struggling in general. So I wouldn't read too much into that result. You know, Throughout the year, throughout the season, in fact, the Bulls as well, they had some wonderful results early on, but then it went a yeah. bit pear-shaped once they played the overseas teams. So for me, the measures when they played the Australian and New Zealand teams um, so, so, so the Lions will have a bit of work to do, I think. They also have some off-field issues with Elton Yankees. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but you know, for me, uh, Elton is a senior player. He should yeah. be the captain of the Lions, and him being sidelined like that, no matter what happened, you know, he he's heart and soul of that Lions team with Warren Whiteley. And uh, you know, so. But was, are, are, are we
0: able to say what happened? Because you know, people talk in little corners, and you get a little pocket of truth mm. here, pocket of lies yeah. there. Are you able to spit it out here?
1: I'm sure I sure can tell us, you know, what went down. You see, that's a problem with the transparency in South African rugby. Everything yeah. is always under cloak and daggers. You know, it depends who you speak to. Some will say uh, uh, he undermined Quakha Smith by going for touch when he should have gone for polls. Others say he had arguments with his players. You know, why didn't the CEO of the Lions, Rudolf sauli come out and say, this is what happened, yeah. and that is why we took that decision? Because but it makes
0: him look bad. He, yes, he makes absolutely. him look like the rebel. He makes him look like the person who lacks discipline, and again, just ahead of a World Cup. Yeah. Why are these disciplinary? So what? I mean, you're the player that is there. If you undermine a decision, you take the rap for it because you think maybe there's a better decision. Mm-hmm. Players aren't robots. You're not playing... And he's
1: not a youngster. He's the most senior player yeah. in the team. You know, so... <laughs> so so be, to be dropped for something like that, if that is the case... Because you have to speculate yeah, because nobody yeah. is
0: coming out with the truth. From your side, Banana, do you know, yeah. do you have the breakdown Is exactly what happened to Elton? Rob, it's all about
2: just the the, the issue of... Uh, you know, a, a coach uh, overlooking the, the bigger picture and the bigger scenario. I think a guy like Elton Jankis, uh, who's seen it all, over 100 uh, super rugby games uh, for for the same franchise, Rob, you know, vice-captain, vice overlooked for captaincy. Uh, you know, a player like him has got all the right, Rob, at where he is now. You know, he's played for the Springbok to finally come out of his shell and, and really say, if he's not happy about anything, he's ready. That's why you have one-on-ones, uh, players having one-on-ones with coaches. Sometimes the coaches don't take heart to it, but it's important because he's a family man, he's a father, he's a married person, and therefore he feels that at some point he can't just let things go by the wayside. And unfortunately, this time around, uh, it costed him his place. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's off-the-field incident. Um, that also sort of now uh, sparked the whole thing where uh, one, they would talk of his mind is not, you know, he's not in it, he's not in the right frame of mind, and therefore they decide that, you know, he'll be on the sideline. Uh, why is that, Rob? You know, why can't the mm. guy just become, uh, you know, captain when your your captain is out? I mean, as a vice captain you expect to take charge once the captain is gone not again to be standing there uh, without an umbrella whilst raining and yet there's an umbrella in front of you to take and also take charge and and to show your true capabilities he does have the leadership qualities is part of the leadership group but unfortunately this whole thing played out uh, very badly remember the lions rob uh, everything that comes their way that is very controversial that is got question mark is always swept uh, under the carpet. I mean, uh, Ashfak talks of Rudolf Strawley. Uh, mm. Just think of the name Rudolf Strawley. What do you think? You know, <laughs> uh, he'll always be there in history. So, uh, it, it comes way back, he always thinks that you've got to sweep things under the carpet, you look at Swayze uh, why was Swayze then all of a sudden having to leave uh, the Australasian tour for that moment, what did we get as the reason for that, we got nothing we just got back that uh, uh, everything is fine, he's back, at it. we don't know what happened, uh, and, and I mean as, as as people that pay and follow the game, you know, at least some of the things, uh, you know, you, you have to, to put it out there so that people don't speculate, and, and that's and. And that's the only way that is we'll, we'll take the team forward But currently everything is just currently being swept under the carpet And that's why the team has had indifferences in terms of their performance uh, You know, not performing as... As as they normally would, as as finalists, three-year finalists, uh, you know, back-to-back or three years in a row uh, featuring in a final. Because what happened then? When you had a proper coach, that coach was very open. Uh, He was able to give each and everything and account Rob Marau. You Mm. know, he had people that... Uh, Warren Whiteley, Elton Jankis that you know, they knew where they stood and and I don't think uh, with Swayze being there, he's making things any easier, uh, you know uh, as a matter of fact, you can also see what is currently happening with the old fools of the Lions, they're pushing uh, for, for 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 a Quacha Smith card that he, he makes the, uh, the, the World Cup, I mean, in whose place I'm asking myself, I, you know, honestly to God, in whose place, yes he's playing, I mean how many players have been on form but never have gone to a World Cup of played for the spring box so why now all of a sudden is he's, he's rushed his captain he is fine oh. but then now the noise that he has to go and, and go to the world cup and wear that green and gold i'm asking myself in whose place
0: yeah and you're setting it up very nicely mr banana because after the news we're going to look exactly of uh, the inconsistencies as far as performances are concerned of some of the players Talk about Warren Whiteley. We'll look at him as well because of the you know the rugby that's come through uh, from his side has not been as regular as he would have liked it to be. So does he still, because reputationally, fall into the uh, rugby World Cup squad? A lot of your thoughts as well. Zero six zero five eight four double two five zero. Top of the hour. It's time for news.
3: Good day, Rob. Good day to the guys there in studio. Uh, my problem or my observation. I'd like to talk about the three fly at the moment. We've got, we've got Bosch, we've got Willemser, and we've got Manny Limbok, three very good, astute junior flyoffs that are in teams which are not using them to their full potential. I was watching the Blue Bulls match where Manny Limbok played a flyoff. He had a good game. Yes, he made a few mistakes, but he had a very good game for a person who just had who hasn't been playing flyoff for a long time. We have Willemser, one of the greatest flyoff talents to come around Cape Town since uh, uh, uh Ismail Dolly we have him playing at fullback in a position where yes he's good at it but it's not his position he's a very good fly-off but instead we have a guy just because of, of his father's name playing at fly-off who I believe is a very average player two places is a very average player he doesn't even he's not even a super rugby player. He should be playing varsity cup from for my liking and then we have Bosch who is one of the best trainer flyoffs in the world at the moment. In his, in his age group, there isn't another flap that's as good as him anywhere in the world. But we have him being wasted at the Sharks. I would love for Bosch to move to another province. Maybe go to the Lions or, or maybe go back to Eastern Province where he can grow at fly because he is the future. Him, Manny Libok and Willemso are the future of Springbok rugby. Yet they are being wasted at unions. They don't see their value. This is Newell Zwane from Cape Town. Great show, guys.
4: Hey, Rob. This is Chris here from Rudiput. One thing I want to say about the Sharks is that their demise started when John Plumtree was fired by John Smith when he came and took over as CEO. Now, to touch on the fly-off position issue with Kerwin Bosch, Apelele lefasi as well being affected at fullback and... Rob Jr. at Dupree and Sons Incorporated. One thing that we forget, there's a black player that's being affected in this, or that was affected. Where is Innocent Khateb? Because, if I'm not mistaken, between the 2014-2015 season, he was playing Curry Cup rugby for the Sharks. And this was when the Stormers, uh, Western Province, had won the, the, the Curry Cup. And then Robert Dupree went and he fetched his son, which means... A black player lost out on the opportunity to develop at the highest level. Where is Innocent Khatab? That's my question.
5: I this is this is madness man what about what what debris is doing is madness he's basically killing the sharks you can't be having all your your, your family the next thing you'll be putting his daughters there as well so he, th- th- this is basically a madness he can't be doing that i don't think that's that's that, that's the way that the sharks even the the boards even where they are sitting, not doing anything about this i don't think they, they they're, 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 they're they're happy about what they are seeing at the moment It's probably something that they are. They are seeing from far, but the problem is that they are scared or something. That's the, that's the only explanation at the moment that we can give. They are scared. What else? Why wouldn't they be doing anything at all? Because we, this is getting frustrating, really. We know every week, without fail, he's gonna put all his boys playing up there, even though we're losing or even if he we're winning, irrespective. Ah, come on, pull in PE.
0: 0605842250, and And you can tell. I mean, it's it's really the sentiment that's being driven through by the people that are listening to the show that have had these frustrations even before we brought this topic up. And it says a lot about how people feel. And people are observing. They're watching. And maybe that's part of the reason why, when you look at Kings Park Stadium these days, I don't know how will always call it Kings Park. There's always a new sponsor every other year. Uh, but, all, you know, Kings Park Stadium is what you and I know it to be. You know the fans are starting to not really care and it is sad when fans of a major 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 um, you know team like the Sharks start to keep away they were asking a question maybe you guys here can help us what happened to innocent cut
2: do we have an answer yes Rob I do have an answer we in fact the EP rugby played in the, in the in the rugby challenge against uh, the Sharks and he was in the Uh, Match day 22, but Mm. something happened in the week where I think he plays for Rovers uh, Rovers in Durban. Mm. And uh, Rovers just withdrew him from the provincial game. So he Mm. is in Durban, and uh, I think he's got a contract or whatever he's got with with the club, but not with the union. So the union had uh, every right to demand because they were playing a very important, I think it was a derby game. Uh, That's what I heard. Uh, from team management because i know that he was involved in just a week ago but he was taken out because uh, his club rovers i think yeah i think it's rovers that he plays for in durban college uh, required level. yeah he required his services just like that mm. he they didn't come to pe and play against uh, IP Rugby and he went to play uh, because they were playing on on Sunday, so they needed him on on saturday so and uh, and, and he was released so uh, that 's where he is uh, currently uh, if, if if I answer the, the gentleman, the reason why I always thought that the the province is always will and will always be uh, first preference than the club, so certainly meaning that rovers have done so many things uh, for Inikadebe to uh, you know, uh, to de- to demand his services and for him to be just easily like that, just to be released to go and play club rugby. Sure. I don't know, Ashwak,
0: you want to add on to that? I mean, any of the voice notes, including the question around uh, Innocent Khadab, I know that he at, at a certain time he, he was a bit injury prone, um, but it, it's, it's about that talent. People are saying that instead of using family members within a team, what about those that are deserving?
1: Yeah. There are so many stories like that. You know, one of the uh, guys who left the voice and also mentioned Ishmael Dolly, yes. who's from Cape Town. Another wonderful talent. SA Under-20, vice-captain, took the team to the to the final under Peter de Villiers, mm-hmm. the swim coach. You know, was in the Stormers squad, got a pre-season injury. This is now 2008, I'm talking, in Rassi Erasmus was, was in there. charge at yeah. the Stormers. Uh, and then he missed the first game and he wasn't called back to the Stormers squad again. He was player of the tournament in that time. They called it the Vodacom Cup. Um, 100-odd points, made the springbok squad under Peter de Villiers because he was player of the tournament in that thing. But obviously not playing super rugby, he didn't get an opportunity. And nowadays he's coaching. At least he's not entirely lost to rugby. He's coaching at uh, Union Milneton Mm -hmm. here in Cape Town and and has served in a couple of the VP amateur teams uh, in their management as well. But yeah, there are so many heartbreaking stories like that.
0: Now, I wanted to also because this is where we talked uh, it might have been very glibly and, and and because of the weather here, yeah, we talked about the stormers yeah it's a can we call it a wasted season?
1: it definitely is you know um we we know the issues with Robbie Fleck, you know up to now, it hasn't worked. Mm. Yet he was kept on for another year. We know there were financial issues at, at the Stormers in Western Province, and that was probably part of the reason why they didn't just want to give him a lump sum to leave. But they made the decision early on to appoint John Thompson for next season, 2020. But now I don't understand why he must wait until 2020. We know the issues with Flick it's not working. Yeah. They, they had a horrible tour again. That was at least for the latest, that was a time where John Dobson should have been taken over. You know, he's been with all these players, especially with all the injuries now, yeah. all these youngsters coming through to the storm side, all have come through under John Dobson. So he knows the players, he knows how to get the best out of them. The Curry Cup team has done really well over the years. So but yet uh Fleck has just kept on uh, continues to bumble through these games, you know, on and off, one off, on, one off, off. It's just not working out.
0: I have always had the notion again, and I've got the brains trust here with Ashwak as well as Tando Manana, that results play a key role. Yes, there is a contract that has to be looked at, but what purpose does that serve if the results aren't coming through? Hand injury now to Eben Ansabeth. So injuries, injuries and more injuries. So the rest of the campaign, I, I actually don't see him coming back. Tando.
2: Rob, if you look at uh, in terms of the, the nucleus, uh, of the springbok forward predominantly most of them are coming from the stormer starting eight uh, if you look at Franz malherbe Stephen kichoff you look at bongim bonambi ieben Etzebeth, peter Steff, siakolisi noche uh, you know you you would really or certainly think that, you know, uh, they would be always up front, up there, like they used to do a couple of years ago, winning the conference or the South African conference or whichever conference they were in. And it's not happening. Now, for me, it's the drive. It's the eager. You know, are, are those players really still in it? or are they are they getting anything from from a coach's point of view to motivate them because this, they've been well coached over the years with so many different coaches something is lacking somewhere somehow for for a coach not to get the best out of those guys and let alone it's a world cup year and for them to find themselves where they are where all of a sudden they've run out of locks. Uh, you look at a young prodigy murat you know, he's been having so many concussions, Rob, uh, that the boy now is on the verge of being rested for a, a long period. You know, you, you, you look at Eben Ezebeth, you know, you get a sense that he chooses the game he plays. Uh, because wherever he goes, is guaranteed. And we've created that, uh, Rob. Uh, coaches, they create uh, that culture within the team where you know, yes, a player is good enough but also the player knows that he, he, he can't be dropped. Uh, that's an affirmation and the affirmation and the claim that they have. Uh, of of being there. So that, for me, has always been the team dynamics around on how you look after a player, uh, sort of growth. You look at a guy like Peter Stavre uh, uh, de Dutoy, for example. You know, he's he's grown in leaps and bounds. I think a player like him, certainly having a great coach, uh, you know, you can always lift him up as a player, but Stormers don't have that, unfortunately, uh, in Robbie Fleck. I have to also say that, uh, you know, you, you, they've played... Uh, one, that one beautiful game uh, this season for me, you know, uh, and the rest they have just been nowhere, for example. I think, uh, you know, where they are, they deserve to be there. You look at also the South African conference. It's being led by the Jaguars. It's never happened yeah. before, Rob, that, you know, for the first time, the Jaguars is going to take the, the conference. Now, everyone is, is, is hoping that the Sharks uh, do another franchise a favor uh, of beating the jaguars at home it's not going to happen because the jaguars now are within a sniff of winning uh, that conference now that would say in the history of super rugby it's been our worst performance and 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 yet you tend to look at then who are the the so-called uh favorite players to go to japan and predominantly especially in the forward lineup they coming from from the stormer side and they coming from the cape not from the from the lions you won't be getting Kali sadie uh being part of the mix you won't be getting all those players uh you know the horses and everyone uh, that are at, at the lions they won't be part of the mix in, in the bok lineup but you're supposed to think then that, that South Africa is sitting pretty Or the Stormers at least by now Would have been sitting pretty Considering that it's a World Cup year And yet you find that uh, They've lost Captain Sia They've lost predominantly Most of their, of their forward You look at a guy like Franz Malerbe You know he'll still be preferred To go to the World Cup And yet you have guys like Kali Sadi Who have been scrumming them Left, right and centre And, uh, and uh, I, I just there's something missing In South African rugby When it comes to consistency In terms of selecting The right players to take us forward I mean Some of the, the, the people They know their game You know You look at uh, Kerwin Bosch for example You look at what they said Earlier on In those voice notes It's true Rob You know Those uh-huh. are people That know the game But unfortunately In other sectors They've still got to Keep intact with these players Whether they have Springbok contracts or not Well it's besides the point But in terms of performance Certainly they've been A huge disappointment That's Yeah
1: Ashwak? Yeah uh, uh, The danger there is uh, quite right. The danger is You're going into World Cup here These guys are relaxing Knowing in the squad almost. And we've seen with the pro tiers now, guys going into tournaments with injuries, not performing to the best of their abilities, like Dale Stane today, going home oh. without playing a game. Yeah. So why was he there? you know? And now we're going to get these guys like Eben bit wonderful player that he is. He's hardly played this year. So now we expect him to go and beat the All Blacks at the World Cup. That's oh, right. Please don't raise my temperature because <laughs> that one... You know,
0: I'm looking at national teams, and it's the right time to look at national teams mm. and because we are out there. Whether it is the women's football that's about to happen, it's about the cricket that has been dismal up until now. You know, Rugby Sevens has its Rugby Sevens mm. moments, and it, it is what it is. Mm. Bafana Bafana Kosafa here. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we just need to have a, a full-blown, honest conversation, maybe even bring the new minister of sport to come and sit down and hear what the nation feels about the national teams because he is the national minister of sport, and he needs to know and understand from day one that things are not rosy. And South Africa is a sporting nation. So how did we get to where we are now? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And you've got to also admire Jaguarez and how they've been doing things. I mean, that's literally the uh, Argentinian national team right there. So will they be exhausted? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that it, it's just marvelous to observe that in the same way that we're going to hit those voice notes. And let's find out what South Africans are thinking. It is a room dividers. It is a Thursday. Ashraf Mohammed is here in studio with me down in Cape Town. And we've got Tando Manana in P.E
3: rugby was just rugby
0: no no
2: no 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 withdraw that comment
5: then the room dividers were born
2: so what have they done Bro. to speed up transformation
5: when the team it's abongil as far as i'm concerned uh warren whiteley is the captain elton yankees is the vice captain but then whenever warren whiteley is injured uh, they're not gonna let Elton is to be the captain, they always pull Malcolm Max or maybe Guaha Smith to be the captain. So what's the use of being the vice-captain then if you're not going to be the captain when the captain is injured? Um, just on the bull side, I mean, what's going on there? Why all of the sudden these players are going? Paul is leaving. Elton um I mean, Jumbo Lengo also left. I mean, really, what's going on there? Thanks.
3: Hi Robert, gentlemen, uh, this is Quintin from Pretoria. Uh, we have, we actually have a bigger problem than what we see in front of us. We're talking about um, African and non-white players that we're discussing here. We're talking about SA rugby not being able to be aired on SABC. Um, there's a bigger picture than just all of this, all of these discussions that we have in place. I think we need to get to a point where we sit down and say, guys, how do we sort out the issue? And the issue isn't all these small issues that we are looking at. The issue is that they, whoever is in control of rugby, South Africa, don't want rugby taken out of their hands. Oh,
0: I think that last voice note really <laughs> hit it where it matters most because, trust me, um, I just didn't get his name, though, who was on that last voice? The biggest issue of where we are now, the biggest issue why some of us have to be sacrificed from doing other broadcasting work is largely because we come in the room dividers and we speak the truth, you know, and people get nervy. People want to threaten. People want to own something that is a spot. I mean, this is not about grandfather's ownership of any property that they've had or a vineyard that they've had for many years. It isn't. This is a national sport, and people have to be given opportunities, especially from the black sector. I heard him say something about non-white. You know my feelings about non-white. There is no such a thing as non-white. Uh, is, are you black or are you white? That is it. straightforward. We don't even waste time with that argument. But I just thought that hit home, Ashwak.
1: It certainly did, and particularly in rugby. I know in soccer there are other issues, also political in terms of the soccer politics, but in rugby it's a historic, heritage, financial, you know, almost like they're clinging on to the past, you know, that last bit of control that they can hold on to because of the fruits of apartheid that they are still benefiting from today mm. and that is why rugby is still where it is where black players must plead for opportunities must leave their hometowns must you know live in very difficult conditions to be able to get into an academy and others are just given everything you know on a silver platter so those inequalities in in rugby in particular we uh, yearn for the day that that can change
3: well see so look at
0: BB B- try from the other week yeah. brilliant Janji as well, his tries. Brilliant. And, you, and you're and saying to people, guys, no one's been given or done a favor here. These are rugby players. You know, if, if IRB can recognize you as the best young player, that is it. Game over. You know, don't deny people that opportunity because of those inherent discrepancies that people have had or discriminations that people have had. Don't don't allow that to become part of what we are. We will call it the way it is. Mr. Manana has been calling it the way it is. You read uh, what Ashfaq writes as well. He calls it the way it is. He'll write an opinion piece and you'll get the gist of what it is that is going on. And at times, Manana, this is a Mm. crucial stage because World Cup comes through. I mean, we were just discussing injured players that... Get called up into national teams Knowing that they are limping Going into a national team It's almost like there is no pool of players Regardless of the sport That can fit in there And for rugby we have to keep observing We have to keep calling out the people Regardless of the pressure externally
2: Rob one thing I want to say And I think to the nation is A guy like Became a springbok At the age of 27 years came from uh, the humblest of beginnings rob many thought that he'd never make it when played for border came down to the kings he went to the cheetahs uh, he was nic N- never looked at him when he was in top four but this is a guy that doesn't care he wants to play the game and he wants to do the best whenever the opportunity arises that's why we are able to see and finally prove that he's got the pace he's worked on whatever people have been suggesting whether it be defense on the high board, because that's another thing Rob you can be you can be a good finisher but they will look for things that you lack on uh, and that is defense those are coachable things uh, it doesn't come out in the forefront as saying these are coachable things that he just has to work on remember this is a game uh, Rob, that you have to constantly work on yourself because it keeps on improving. There's video analysts. They work out an opposition. They work out individuals and therefore make it very hard for you to really show your true worth. And a guy like Mapimpi, certainly uh, by now he's secured his pace in, in, in the Springbok team because he's performed admirable so well, Rob Marau, You can't take that away. Spoon course. The list is endless. But we speak of privilege. Uh, You look at a guy like Skalk uh, Brits, for example. If I was the coach, I would never take him anywhere, let alone the World Cup, Rob. But he will enjoy the benefit of him being in that position to become the oldest, uh, one of the oldest players to play a Rugby World Cup. Does it deserve to be there, Rob? What are we really getting out of him in this World Cup? Instead of us taking a hooker that will be with us going to France in 2023. So those are the dynamics of the sport. Uh, if you look at the holistically of how things are done in this country, maybe, Rob, we we, we really deserve Uh, To be where we are as a country I mean you mentioned the big uh, sporting events happening But also, uh, you know, what we should prepare ourselves In terms of the heartaches that we'll currently be seeing It's because our sport is run by individuals Who don't have the interest at heart They are quick to point out If you look at what we, as uh, you know, have on Tuesday uh, We call the critics Yeah, he's the critics of the game They don't want you to point any wrongdoing in what they're doing Are they doing the right things for the game? No, certainly not. Are they benefiting from the game? Oh, yes, they are, Rob. They would get anything. They would get anything. I mean, you look at, uh, Rob, uh, you know, SABC having to pay uh, over 100 million for Springbok rights. To play them, delay, uh, delayed. Rob. Now that hundred goes uh, to Super Sport, for example. Certainly, Sada will get huge amount of money. That's injustice, uh, uh, if if one were to call it that. You're getting this thing. It's 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 dead. It's two hours later. Rob, but you pay so much money uh, For you to air that product But certainly people from behind Are benefiting from the same game That is mm. said to be uh, As a nation uh, A builder, uh, from the same game That come September, come October Everyone uh, will be called in To get behind the spring box And, and wear the, the jersey on and, Friday. The Friday. And, and do on all of those
0: sweet lovely things mm. that I think we, we also need to put our foot down And say guys listen We will do all of those things We, we don't have to be forced Or pushed into it Let me split up This uh, 30 seconds Ashfak you have Your closing remarks
1: Yeah I just hope That uh, you know On that last point And particularly That that voice note From the gentleman Mm -hmm. You know I just hope One day we'll see Justice in rugby
0: Sure Justice in rugby That sounds like A great topic For next week We'll pick up on that I love it Justice in rugby If you feel it You will hear it Manana Will bring it To the show Thank you so much Thank really you, Robbie. Thanks it, to yes. Thanks, Ashi. I'll Bob. see you
2: this weekend, Ashi. Okay, pa. See yes. You, pa. Where are you guys What's meeting?
0: Buddy? What's this meeting where without telling <laughs> me, huh? Hey? No, If he's playing Zim
2: uh, at three at the Villagers, and then at quarter past five, I'd be in Newlands okay. uh, to watch the Stormers play, um, is it the Sunwolves? And then on Sun Sunday, Wolves, I'm, yes. at the, I'm at the festival, the rugby Sh- festival. So Should I wait uh, for I you here? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> okay. Mr. Manana, thank Good you luck, so much. Good luck, for the Stormers. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, former Springbok uh, uh, as well. Junior Springbok, Bulls Creek was forward. SBC Sport rugby analyst, Tanda Banana there in our PE studios. Ashfaq Mohammed, digital sports editor for Independent Media. Great writer. Love to see him. I don't know how he wakes up in the morning for all these shows that he does. <laughs> but ashfaq good to see you in person, my friend. Pleasure, man. And uh, not talking on the phone or via yeah. all these techno what-what. <laughs> I am uh, standing by. Mr. Tawai will take you through Metro FM Talk. And, of course... Talking about justice in rugby You've got justice in the Radio 2000 studios Take it away guys